Hi, and welcome to the Wise Women's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council. And with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations and it's Angela here back for another solo episode. And we are coming towards the end of 2020. Isn't that great? Um, No one in their wildest imaginations would possibly have imagined what this year was going to turn out like when we've kind of all came into 2020 thinking that this was going to be the beginning of something absolutely fantastic. Well, it was the beginning of something and our lives turned upside down. No one could have imagined what was going to happen, that the whole world would basically close down, that we wouldn't be able to travel, that we wouldn't be able to see our loved ones, that, you know, for periods of times that we were almost locked in our houses and we couldn't go out. No one could ever have imagined that. If you were writing a fantasy novel, you'd never write something like that. But it happened. And we're almost at the end. So hopefully there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But also hopefully... As a a world, I'm hoping we've learnt something about what's happened over the last, you know, 10 or so months in the world. I'm hoping we've learnt to be a little bit kinder to people. And I know that, you know, not only have we had this virus going on, there's been a lot of uprising with the Black Lives Matter and, you know, a few other things that have been happening in the world. There's been a lot of unrest, but sometimes... We need the struggle to get through to the other side to see what's possible because without the struggle, we can get very, very complacent and just keep doing the same things over and over again. It's not always the best for us. Menopause is a bit like this. You know, there are times um, as we're moving through menopause that it can be really hard. And there's some days that you wake up and think, my God, why am I going through this? But and I, I've shared this before, I see that menopause is a transition and it's it's like the caterpillar is, to, this is what happens when the caterpillar goes into the chrysalis and basically dissolves and then becomes the butterfly. This is what's happening to you as you're moving through this time of life. And there's things that can make it easier for you. You know, I know that quite often we're looking for the magic pill. I don't believe there is a magic pill Um, whether that's a pharmaceutical pill or even if it's a herbal pill. Yes, there's some great herbs that can help you and you can take herb pills because they're safer than some of the pharmaceuticals, but it's not really, it's not the solution. The solution is to go deep within yourself to find out what is causing this because there's a reason why you're experiencing weight gain, hot flushes, joint pains, problems sleeping, there's a reason for it. And the reason generally comes down to one of five things. It's got something to do with the food that you're eating. It's got something to do with the way you're moving your body or not moving your body. 
It's got something to do with the environment that you live in and the amount of toxins that you're exposed to. Your stress is a big one and also your belief systems. These are the five pillars that I talk about all of the time. And when we get all of these five pillars under control and working for our body, not against our body, you will find that your symptoms start to go away. The symptoms that you are experiencing may have been triggered because you're now in this transition in life because your hormones are changing, but they're not because of it. That hormones changing is the trigger. The cause is one of those five things. So we need to address those five things. So over the next few solo episodes with me, I'm going to be going through each of those five different pillars. Now, what I'm sharing with you are some recordings that I've done previously for the seven day hormone reset. And I did a whole pile of different videos. Uh, each one covered one of the different pillars. So in this episode today, I'm going to be talking to you about the first two pillars, and that is food and movement. And then in two weeks time, I'll cover the next two. And then I will cover the final one in the, just before Christmas, because that's how close we are to Christmas as I'm recording these. So Listen to the to what I have to say. Listen to what each of the pillars are all about so that you can start to learn what it is you can do to feel great as you move through this time of life so that this transition time, this time of you becoming a caterpillar into the butterfly doesn't have to be so tough. You can make it easy on yourself. Really, you can. I know because I've done it. I have been from that woman who was having hot flushes, putting on extra weight, and unbelievably the, oh look, the, the joint pain, the muscle aches that I had, stopped me from sleeping for nearly two years. And I was trying everything. And then I realized there was some things I needed to start doing, and that was to look at the food I was eating. And even though that my diet was, you know, most would consider to be a pretty clean diet, I was still eating things that wasn't right for my body. And then I had to move the way that my body needed to move in this stage of life. Not the way it used to move when I was in my 20s. I couldn't do the same type of things. And I had to look at, well, where am I being exposed to different toxins that cause hormone imbalances? What's my environment like? Also had to address my stress. And for me, that stress has played a really big part in my life for many, many years. And I had to find ways to manage it. I had to understand what was truly stressing my body, not just the obvious things. And I had to address that and looking at what were my belief systems around aging, menopause and the next stage of my life. And luckily that bit wasn't too hard because I've been working on the mindset for a very long time. But I had to work on all five of them so that I could drop the weight, get rid of the pain, get rid of the hot flushes and really start to enjoy this stage of life. And this is what I teach now. This is why I teach other women, because I know this is possible and it's I haven't just seen it, I see it with my clients as well. My clients who do the Embrace program, women who are now in the Thrive in Menopause membership, they're learning this stuff as well and they're starting to notice differences. So have a listen to the first two pillars on this episode, I'll be back at the end. And I'll have a little bit more of a chat with you and yeah, just tell you how you can learn a little bit more about all of this. So enjoy. I often get asked, 
well, I don't understand why I'm eating the same foods that I used to eat, but I can't lose weight. What's going on? Nothing's changed with my diet. And yes, maybe nothing has changed with your diet, but what has changed is your body has changed. Your hormones have changed. And if you watch the previous video, you'll understand the impact that hormones have on the way that your body works. And now that your hormones are shifting and on a little bit of a downward trend, your body is not the same body that you were working with a couple of years ago. So it's important that we adjust what we put into our body so that you can continue to feel absolutely fantastic. Now, food either nourishes your body or it stresses your body, one or the other. And you have to start looking and seeing what is the food that you're eating, what is it doing to your body. Our hormones are quite protective and in particular, estrogen is a very strong anti-inflammatory. So when the impact of estrogen starts to come down, inflammation might start to come up in the body from the foods that you're eating and that can show in um, feeling stiff, joint pain, really big um, signs of inflammation. Also storing fat around the stomach is also a sign of inflammation, foggy headedness, not being able to think clear and also being really, really tired, all signs of inflammation. And now that you don't have as much estrogen to protect you, your body's starting to speak to you. And in fact, this is actually a good thing. I know that we can sometimes think it's bad because we're getting all of these different symptoms, but if you see that the symptoms are messages from your body telling you that something needs to change, you can then see this as a gift. So when it comes to food, another question I get asked all the time, so tell me what diet do I need to be on? Does it need to be keto, paleo, vegan, whatever? I have to tell you there is no single diet that works for everyone. Everybody is individual and everyone requires a different uh, makeup of their food, whether or not it's primarily uh, meat-based or vegetable-based or a mix of two, whether or not you know fasting works or we need to be eating five meals a day, everyone is different. But I will give you a couple of hints um, as to what are the key things that you can do to change your diet that will have you feeling a lot better. Now, I just need to bust a few little myths. We have been told and I know that I have taught my clients over the years that we need protein with every meal and snack. Not so much when you're in this menopause transition. You don't actually need quite as much protein in your diet anymore because you're no longer uh, bleeding regularly, you're no longer um, producing an egg every month, so we don't kind of need quite as much protein. Protein's required for growth. And most of us don't want to grow anymore. Um, some of us are growing a little bit too much anyway. So your requirements for protein start to come down. Don't need quite as much protein, particularly animal-based protein. Red meats are quite inflammatory to the body, so I would suggest that you reduce your intake of red meat. Now we can all do with eating more vegetables. So increase your intake of vegetables so that you're having about five to six serves of vegetables a day. And that will help to put nutrients into your body. It also helps to clear your body because it moves your bowels, cleans your bowels out. So you're moving a lot more toxins through your body. Also, a lot of these plant 
foods have what we call phytonutrients in them. So they actually help to balance the hormones. So specifically, some of those plant foods are some nuts and seeds. So linseeds, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, all really great for helping to rebalance the hormones because they have phytoestrogens in them and they help to balance up your estrogen. And I have written an article called Seed Cycling, which I have attached underneath this video. So you'll be able to read that and learn a little bit more about seed cycling. So I've said that we need to be putting more vegetables in our diet, maybe not eating quite as much red meat. And there's also a few things that would be really good if you could eliminate them from your diet. One is your sugary foods, all your sugars, your sweets, your cakes, your biscuits. Sugar is so inflammatory for the body. So is gluten and dairy. They're both quite inflammatory for the body as well. So removing them, taking them out of your diet will help to bring down the inflammation. Processed foods that will also inflame the body. So we want to reduce all the load on the body so that when your body's not inflamed, your it will start to come back into balance again. And alcohol also is another um, yummy food drink that many women are drinking, but it's causing problems with your body. And caffeine. I know I've just taken out just about all of the fun foods, haven't I? Um, but on the good side of that, um, dark chocolate's okay. So having some dark chocolate as a treat, that's all right. That's okay. Lots of great nutrients in there, good antioxidants. So um, some 70, 80% dark chocolate, not a whole block, just a small amount, nice treat. Fruits and veggies, freeze some fruits up and whiz them into a blender and that'll make it a little bit of an ice cream for you. So there are ways you can have um, treat foods, but that aren't damaging your body. As I said, food's either nourishing your body or it's stressing your body. We want to get rid of the stress and nourish your body. Also, make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Your body needs water to function so that you can think clearer, to reduce your temperature. It, we need body. We're 70% water. We need to have lots of water. Just before I move on to the next pillar, which is all about movement, I just want to share with you Something that I read in an article the other day, and it, honestly, it blew me away. And this is why we need to be talking more about menopause and changing the story about menopause. Now, I'm, I'm just going to read out what um, a doctor said. During this decade, you will experience length of time without your period or your period will end. Okay. Expect to experience symptoms such as vaginal dryness, low libido, consistent hot flashes, night sweats, belly fat, weight gain, and fatigue. You may also start to deal with wrinkles, hair loss, and pelvic prolapse, she adds. I mean, really? That's what women are being told to expect when it comes to moving through menopause? That is so not what we want to be told. And this really frustrates me. We need to change the story. It doesn't have to be a tough time of life. There are women who move through this time of life with no or very few symptoms. All that happens is their period stops. Why do those women not experience symptoms? Why are other women being told to expect to experience all of these symptoms? 
we are getting such mixed messages. And this is one of the reasons why I created the Thrive in Menopause membership, so that we can get a consistent conversation going about how it is possible to thrive in menopause. So the Thrive in Menopause membership is a brand new membership. And it's a community of women who want to learn more about their hormones and how they can navigate this time of life with ease. Within the membership each month, we go through different topics. I share videos and different resources so that you can learn what you can do. You can be in control and not listen to a doctor that says that this is, this is your outcome, that this is what you're going to ha have. You don't have to do this. It doesn't have to be this way. Sometimes it really frustrates me when I hear women, all they talk about is how terrible this time of life is. It's not, it doesn't have to be. You can be in control. And that's what the Thrive in Menopause membership is all about. It's about putting you back in control, giving you the information, giving you the support and most importantly, giving you a community of women who are on the same journey so everybody can support each other. Now, if you want to be part of the Thrive in Menopause membership, as I said, it's brand new. And at the moment, I have a very special price for this membership. This, this price will not last for very much longer. It's, it's what I call a founding member price. And for as long as you are a member, you stay at this price, even if I put it up in the future. You can get, get into the group, you can become part of the membership and start to take control of your menopause story and show other women that it is possible to thrive in menopause. Now, if you want to find out a little bit more, pop over to the page. The link is bit. Dot Lee, so bit.ly forward slash thrive underscore membership. So bit.ly thrive underscore membership. Pop over there and you'll be able to find out a little bit more about what the membership is all about, what, we, what I'm including in it. And if you want to be part of it, please I'd love to have you join us. So let's move on to the next pillar, which is pillar number two, all about movement. Your body was designed to move. That's how we were made. That's why we have the bends in our arms, our legs, our waist. We were designed to move. This is what the human body is supposed to do. Unfortunately, so many people live a relatively sedentary life and this can cause problems within our body. But even if you are an exerciser, you might have noticed that you can't do quite as much as what you used to when you were younger. As you age, the type of the duration and the style of exercise needs to change because our bodies are changing. It's not as young and as supple as it used to be when you're in your 20s. And it does take a little bit longer to recover afterwards. But there are so many benefits to exercising. Things like being able to manage your weight, being able to maintain muscle mass, and that's really, really important because as our estrogen levels come down, we tend to lose muscle mass. When we lose muscle mass, then our joints will get a little bit more wobbly and we're, we're not as um, flexible as we used to be. Also, as estrogen comes down, our bone 
um, we start to lose more bones. So we want to keep strong bones. To keep strong bones, we need to have strong muscles to move them. So it's so, so important that we're doing exercises that build strength and keeps us balanced and flexible as well. Also, exercise is so great for depression, and there's a lot of research around this as well. And one of the things that women find is as they're moving through this stage of life is that their, their mood shift, um, their anxiety gets higher. You know, progesterone is an anti-anxiety hormone, and as the progesterone comes down, you can uh, experience more anxiety. Depression, women are wondering, what, what's their purpose? What am I gonna do with the rest of my life? depression becomes a big thing and exercise is excellent for that particularly if you exercise out in nature it also helps there's research around it helps with preventing cognitive decline and you know this is something we want to keep our, our wits about us we want to be able to keep thinking so exercising getting the blood flowing the oxygen going to the brain is really really good to keep that brain working and to stop the brain fog now, I get asked, what's the best exercise I should be doing? Well, the best exercise that you should be doing is the exercise that you like doing. There's no point in me saying you should be doing X, Y, Z when you absolutely hate doing X, Y, Z. Do what you like. But it is important that you do exercise, you do it regularly, but you don't over-exercise. We have to be careful about over-exercising. Many women that I've worked with over the years have come to me and saying, well, I'm exercising two hours a day at the gym doing high impact and I can't lose weight. And the reason for this is because they're stressing their body. And the more your body is stressed, the more you hold on to weight. And I'll be talking about that a little bit more in pillar number four. But don't over-exercise. So you have to find that happy medium between the under-exercising and the over-exercising. Just get it right. Make sure that you take time to recover. You might find that you, after a heavy exercise that you're sore the next day. Don't go out and try and do it all over again. Recently, I've just finished doing a 30 kilometer walk. Now, the next day I was quite sore. So rather than going and exercising again, what I did is I did a gentle yoga class to just stretch my body out. So listen to your body. Exercise when it feels good for your body. Don't over-exercise your body. And very important, if you're working out at a gym or with a personal trainer, find one that understands what it's like to work with a woman who's going through menopause. We have different needs. There's no point going to a gym where they're focused on you know, the young 25-year-olds 20, who are bopping around and doing their thing because number one, you'll just feel out of place. Number two, they don't understand your body. With the loss of estrogen, your joints change. They can become a little bit more um, poppy and you're more likely to injure yourself. So it's important that you work with someone who understands that your body is going through change. If you haven't exercised a lot in the past, start with walking. It's so, so easy doesn't have to be any harder than that. Put your shoes on and go for a walk and go to walk for, to the end of the street if that's all you do and then come back. Next time walk a little bit further. Recently I was talking to someone on my Wise Women's uh, Conversations podcast and she was saying that what she did when she got back into um, walking was she took a camera and basically she walked to somewhere and took a photo, turned around and came back. 
And then the next day she walked a little bit further, took another photo and turned around and came back. And every time she went out, rather than saying, oh, I'm going for exercise, she was going out to take a photo and she just walked a little bit further. And now it's a regular thing that she goes for walks and she takes photos everywhere. Try and mix it up with a combination of strength work and cardio work. So if you are walking, that will just mean walking up hills, walking down hills, walking on the flat, going upstairs. So you've got the, the mix, don't keep doing the same thing. If you can change from working your upper body to your lower body as well, just keep moving, use different parts of your body, do different types of exercise. So you might walk, that might be how you get your lower body strength, you might then do some yoga, which might focus more on the upper body strength. So find out what works for you, do what works for you. Different personalities like different types of exercise. If you're someone who likes to have um, a lot of fun, likes to be around people, then CrossFit might be the best option for you, where you have lots of variety and lots of people, and it's all about community. If you like being in nature like I do, well then maybe going for a bushwalk or a beach walk might be a good option with you. If you like uh, feeling strong, well then maybe lifting weights. See if any of them appeal to you, or there might just be something else that you like to do. It doesn't matter what it is, make a commitment that you're going to do some exercise and decide how many days this week you're gonna be exercising. So that's it from me this week. I'll be back next week with another Wise Women's Conversations. But just remember, if you want to learn a little bit more about the Thrive in Menopause membership, just pop over to bit.ly forward slash thrive underscore membership. bit.ly forward slash thrive underscore membership. I'll be back next week. See you later.